This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. So, with the reopening of Walt Disney World and Disneyland after the pandemic, although we're still in a pandemic, a lot of changes have come about. We have no more Fast Pass. We have the park reservation system. We have uh, a lot of other issues. Genie Plus with the Lightning Lane. A lot of other things. Capacity issues. And for a lot of us, we're wondering where did the magic go? Many people are saying, where was the magic in the first place? So we thought we would go back in time and, and talk about something that came about back in the early 2000s. There was a term that I brought up. It was called the Disney Zone. And um, people would say, well, what is that? What's, what's it all about? So I decided to put my thoughts on paper and, and talk about it. It probably made a lot of sense, especially to uh, the website that Roy Disney Jr. put up. It was called Save Disney. He was butting heads with Michael Eisner at the time. And um, I was very honored that this particular piece was put on the home page of Save Disney by Roy Disney Jr. So we thought that, you know, we let's go back and, and talk about Disney magic, talk about the Disney Zone. As I read this, as I talk about it, I would like everybody to think back and see if any of the things that I say kind of ring a tone with you and maybe just maybe some of that magic that many of us have thought we forgot maybe it's there we just need to dig a little deeper so without further ado let me tell you about the Disney Zone you're about to enter another dimension a dimension not only of sight and sound but also of mind a journey into a wondrous land of imagination. There's a sign up ahead. It says, next stop, the Disney Zone. With apologies to Rod Serling, these words could very much welcome those who enter through the Walt Disney World Resort archway. So what is the Disney Zone? How does one know he or she is, quote, in the zone? So let's sit back and talk about this mystique, this hold, that the Disney culture has had on us, especially those who just seem to feel a bit special when experiencing the Walt Disney World Resort. I think we all have come across friends and relatives, colleagues and neighbors who for some reason don't share the passion that others have for all things Disney and especially for that 42 square mile area in Central Florida. What is most surprising is that some of these people have been to Walt Disney World, but just never clicked with it. I think if we try to truly understand why a place like Walt Disney World works for some guests, we may find the reasons why it also may not work for others. The Disney Zone seed may have been planted early. It, it would all start with an association of the Disney name to childhood memories. I have found that most, but not all, of those who sense themselves being in the Disney Zone were children in the 50s and 60s. If you grew up in the 
1950s or 1960s, then you would remember huddling around the television on Sunday night with your family and watching The Wonderful World of Color, later known as The Wonderful World of Disney. It was a time when everything was right with the world. The whole family would watch Swamp Fox or The Nine Lives of El Fago Baca, one of my favorites. And of course, Davy Crockett and some animated fun with Mickey and his friends. Those watching such Disney television shows may not have realized it at the time, but they were becoming conditioned to associate all things Disney with the comforting feeling of family. The association spilled over to the Mickey Mouse Club, the Hardy Boys, Spin and Marty, and of course my favorite Disney program, Zorro. More so than any other stimulus, when Disney came on, all troubles, all cares, all worries, all seemed to be put on hold. Now, of course, the extension of Disney on television were the many films seen in the theaters. Uh, You would forget neither the famous nor the not-so-famous films. I remember the first time I saw Old Yella, but I also remember Darby O'Gill and the Wee People. Did you ever wonder if the phrase willful suspension of disbelief was coined with Disney in mind? I do. When Disneyland, and for our purposes, Walt Disney World, was created, the Imagineers were able to parlay that same sense of wonder and comfort drawn from television and movies into the theme parks. They were part of the formula in creating the Disney Zone. You know, to this day, I still hear many people returning from a trip to Orlando and describing how Walt Disney World offered them a magical place, a haven, a sanctuary that allowed them to leave their problems at the gate. So how do you describe Walt Disney World to someone who has never visited? How do you explain what kind of an effect it can have on you? Have you ever made that attempt to make someone understand. You know, I I remember trying to do that with a friend once and he was thinking about taking his family to Walt Disney World and wanted a sense of what the resort was like. I stumbled in my attempt to describe the atmosphere and then remembered something that might help. During one visit to the Magic Kingdom, I found myself not only forgetting what day of the week it was, but also not caring about it. Think about this. How often do you ever forget what day of the week it is? We may forget for a second or two, but for about 15 minutes. Does that happen often to you? Does it happen ever to you? Well, it doesn't happen to me either, except for during that visit. And I've always considered those 15 minutes to be my initiation into the Disney Zone. The Disney Zone is a state of mind in which Disneyland and Walt Disney World guests no longer care about problems or the time of day. They are released from the stress of everyday life and stress is most likely replaced by a feeling of carefree happiness, sort of like childhood. Hmm, there's that connection with childhood again. You know, it's not only the sights that draw us into the Disney zone, but it's also the sounds. This is well understood by the Imagineers and all parties who create the Walt Disney World environment and atmosphere. We can never take lightly the lyrics from any Walt Disney World song. If you look closely at these lyrics, you will understand the great care that was taken in putting the words together and for that occasion. The words are hauntingly true. 
Now, we, uh, we all know we're in the, the midst of the 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World. And there's been a lot of complaints about the uh, nostalgia not being there for this, this celebration, that there are not enough real special things going on. And uh, it made me think about way back around 2001, 2002, when we were celebrating the 100th year of Walt Disney's birth. Uh, there was a, um, a song that was introduced, and it really has some interesting lyrics. It was called, Share a Dream Come True. And here's some of the lyrics, and think about what these words say. It goes a little bit like this. They say it started very small, as most dreams do, a twinkle in an eye, the thrill of something new. Then the dream began to grow and come alive, touching every one of us lighting up the skies we share the magic days we share enchanted nights it's a never-ending story that together we all write it's been a part of me it's been a part of you a part of growing up together sharing a dream come true now the first time i heard this song i was amazed at how the lyrics captured the essence of what the Disney culture has nurtured all these years. It all comes full circle to many of those who visit a Disney theme park, and especially the Walt Disney World Resort. Those words especially hit home for this longtime Walt Disney World veteran. The last two lines of the second stanza about it being a part of me are particularly appropriate. Do you see a re- reoccurring theme here regarding the link between childhood and Disney. Remember the the famous declaration made by Peter Pan? He said, I'll never grow up. It kind of sounds like something Walt would like to say as well. Maybe the thought crossed his mind that very milestone day when he took his daughters to an amusement park and thought there should be a way for the parents to enjoy the amusements with their children. Well, the Disney theme parks have achieved just that and more. Let's look at a little closer at the Walt Disney World Resort. Have you ever noticed children in a Walt Disney World theme park? They are skipping, they're singing, they're laughing. You know, subconsciously, those of us who return to Orlando are also traveling back to a special place that transforms us back to a time when we didn't have to worry about phones or deadlines or deliverables. Personally, one of the greatest joys in my life for me was jogging the Magic Kingdom resorts an hour before dawn. Now, that was my haven. Or maybe it was my heaven. It's so peaceful and eventually ever so slightly you begin to sense that area wakening up and you then realize that this day will bring a smile to a child, some laughter to a grandparent, and a memory that will last a lifetime. So let's turn to Disney Zone Clues. For some guests, there are even more telling signs that they are in the Disney Zone. Many guests have mentioned certain experiences during their Walt Disney World vacations in which tears well up in their eyes. Does that sound familiar? When pressed to explain why this happens, these same people shrug their shoulders and say, I think I get so happy I start to cry. Well, let's call them tears of joy or tears of elation. Think of your own experience in Walt Disney World and compare your memories to the following specific instances where tears have surfaced. Quote, 
Mostly this phenomenon occurs whenever I witness any fireworks display in the Magic Kingdom. I think the fireworks combined with the music takes me back to my happy childhood days. I get pretty emotional. The tears just show up. Close quote. Here's another one. Quote, Whenever I attend the Festival of the Lion King in Disney's Animal Kingdom, something special happens to me. There's a point in the show where the children are taken from the audience and parade around with the performers. When that happens, I think about the joy those children are experiencing and are happy for them, yet sad for others who may never get to a Disney theme park. I usually need a tissue during that time of the show. I'm both happy and sad. Close quote. Yet another one, here it is. Quote, every year we visit Orlando in early December and our favorite attraction is the candlelight processional in Epcot. The songs and the atmosphere remind me of all the happy Christmas memories I had as a child. And I remember all the members of my family who are gone. I can never get by that performance without tears streaming down my cheeks. But I love it. Nothing else in the world affects me that emotionally like the candlelight processional. I will keep going back as long as I can. End quote. And finally, one more. Quote, I lose it whenever I witness the Kiss Goodnight ceremony in the Magic Kingdom, even when I just watch it on tape. I don't exactly know why I lose it. Maybe because it completes my day and reminds me of why I keep going back. It's almost as if Walt and Mickey are thanking me for, visit for visiting. I should be thanking them. End quote. Now, a lot of you out there, somehow I sense that you're nodding your head, and I know I did when I first heard some of these recollections. Some guests understand the Disney zone enough to realize how difficult it is to leave it behind. We all have traditional things we do when visiting Walt Disney World. May I submit the following guest ritual? Quote, My family and I have been visiting Walt Disney World for many years. Our memories of our time together there are very, very special to me. The place is magic, and although we love being there, we are filled with some sadness when leaving. To this day, every visit to Walt Disney World ends with our final night in the Magic Kingdom. I myself have a ritual that I seem to have a tough time shaking, and it goes like this. Just before I walk under the train station, I turn to the castle, allow my eyes to climb ever so slowly up to the tallest spire, continue to look up into the sky, and under my breath mutter, Thanks, Walt. I quickly turn around, walk under the station, onto the monorail, never looking back. My kids ask me why I do it, and I can only say that it makes it easier for me to leave and face the real world. Okay, so what is that something? What is that, that special something? I mean, call it the Disney Zone. Call it Disney Magic. Call it anything you want. There's something in Florida that touches a lot of guests in a special way, enough to keep them coming back, regardless of the prices. This was an attempt to uncover the reason for this effect. My theory is that it all stems from our childhood introduction to the world of Disney. On the flip side, why doesn't it do the same for everyone? That's the big question. 
Was there a gap in their childhood? A Disney gap? Possibly. If so, then getting into the zone may prove to be quite a challenge. It has never been more of a challenge than it is right now in 2022. And it's during this time that, you know, you go back and you look at maybe old videos, old photographs. For me, I like to listen to a song that was introduced in 1997 during the 25th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World. Uh, there was a special on television. This was sung by Gloria Esteban. Uh, there was a recording by Brian McKnight. Um, it was on an album called Music from the Parks. The title of the song was Remember the Magic, but the lyrics are pretty haunting. They sort of went like this. Can you remember back to a simpler time? Back to the watercolor days that still run through your mind? Oh, I remember just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be. The feeling that our hearts could just take wings. We could live out all our dreams. The journey there was never far away, but like a dream come true, that's still inside of you. The secret of tomorrow is to live your dreams today. Remember the night, remember the feeling, remember the magic in our lives. You opened up my eyes to a new world revealing. So remember the magic, just remember the magic. One more time. Do you remember the way it used to feel when love was only make-believe and fairy tales were real? Oh, I remember. You were with me once again, free to live our fantasies. It never has to end. The feeling that our hearts would just take wings, we could live a world of dreams. Together we would sail against the wind. And now I know where to begin, how to find it all again from now until forever. Remember the time, remember the feeling. Remember the magic in your eyes. You opened up my eyes and you gave life new meaning. So remember that feeling. Just remember the magic. One more time. One more time. Remember the magic. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you can remember the magic and I hope that the Disney Zone is still inside of you. For my co-hosts, Michelle scribner McLean and... Chris Eliopoulos. This is Mike Scopa saying we'll see you in the row on the road and in the parks. Remember the magic. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.